Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. O descendants of Abraham, his servants, O children of Jacob, his chosen ones. For he is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the word he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. To you I will give the land of Canaan as a portion you will inherit. When they were but few in number, few indeed, and strangers in it, they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. For their sake he rebuked kings. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We now stand for the reading of the Gospel, which can be found in John's Gospel this morning in chapter 8 and verses 1 to 11. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered round him and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground of his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so, Lord, may you be speaking to us and encouraging us as we gather around your word now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're actually going to focus on the uh, psalm this morning, that first reading. And uh, that wonderful verse at the beginning, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. 
Some of you were here last night for the uh, annual parochial church meeting where we worshipped together. We spent some time reflecting on the past year in the life of Christchurch. We received the annual reports. We uh, inducted or welcomed people for responsibilities on the PCC and as church wardens. We said thank you to Roger and others who were standing down. And it was a great time of meeting together and sharing as God's people. It's always good to pause and reflect. It's good to pause and reflect and celebrate God's faithfulness and take stock of where we are. And a key aspect of that reflecting and celebrating is of thanksgiving. We all know, don't we, how easy it is just to take things for granted. Maybe it's fresh water already this morning we've taken for granted running from our taps. Maybe it's access to the NHS. Maybe it's our friends or our family or just the freedom we have to worship here in this space without persecution. All of these things are precious gifts from God. All of them are worthy of our gratitude and we can never thank him enough for who he is, for what he's done, for all that he shares with us. And King David understood that well. That's why so many of his psalms are psalms of praise and psalms of thanksgiving. He encouraged his people to be a grateful people, to dance, to play and to sing in response to the God of rich generosity. And Psalm 105, it appears elsewhere in the Bible. We find it in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. It was a psalm that it seems was sung as the Ark of the Covenant was brought into Jerusalem during the reign of King David. The Ark, of course, that uh, large box containing the stone tablets on which the commandments were written. And David was intent on returning the Ark to the centre of the nation's life in Jerusalem sending a message about God's rule and reign to all of the people. God is at the heart of our life. This was so important to him and caused uh, such a cause for celebration that he, as king, stripped off his robes and led the dancing without a care for what others thought of him. And the emphasis of this whole song of praise, this psalm as we know it, is on the praise and worship of God himself. There's that upward dimension, raising hands in celebration and thanksgiving to God. But there's also something important in this psalm about the outward dimension. The message of God's faithfulness and sovereignty is not just for a select few, it's for all the people. And so in verse 1, make known among the nations what he has done. This message of God and his salvation is not just for a few. It reaches out more widely. Verse 2, tell of all his wonderful acts. It's something to be spoken out, to be celebrated, to be shared in different ways. And in any act of praise and thanksgiving, we're giving thanks to God himself, but we're also proclaiming truth to others, to one another, Because as we hear others speak out, we are encouraged and our faith is built up. But also to others 
more widely who might hear. And praise and thanksgiving is infectious. It should be a natural expression of our faith. And David writes, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Our Eucharistic prayers that we use in our communion services are full of rich language. And I love the response in, uh, in fact, it's in several of the prayers. We say, and we'll say it this morning, let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Anyone know what the response to that is? Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. And in one of the Eucharistic prayers, it continues, it is indeed right. It is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God. And so it continues. Words that many of us will have spoken time and time again. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. And as we power through Lent towards Easter, we're reminded of just how much we have to thank God for. Not just the things of the everyday, but ultimately his saving work in Jesus Christ. The cross looms over us as a sign of forgiveness, of healing, of reconciliation, of new life, of hope even in the face of death, of a fresh start. So how can we not raise our voices in praise and thanksgiving, whatever our earthly circumstances might be? Lent may be a season of reflection and introspection, but it moves towards a crescendo of praise and worship. And so rather than looking down, we look up. Sadness turns to joy and despair turns to hope. Well, back to that theme of thanksgiving. Underneath the seats at the ends, uh, the middle ends, um, you will find there are some post-it notes and some pens. So if we can uh, pass those along so that Everyone has at least one post-it note and a pen. And uh, one of the things that we did last night in our reflection at the APCM was we shared around tables uh, some of the things that we were grateful to God for from the life of a church. So things we are thankful for in the life of God's church over the last 12 months. And uh, I thought it would be good just to repeat that this morning take it slightly more broad. So I just encourage you just to pause for a few moments and think, is there one thing that you want to give thanks for from this past 12 months? It might be from the life of the church, something that's happened, something you've seen, experienced. Or it might just be something from your life generally over this past 12 months. Or it might just be an aspect of God's character for which you want to praise him and thank him. So all of these things, an offering of uh, celebration. Maybe it's God's faithfulness to you that you want to reflect on and just scribble down. His love, his compassion. of so many reasons to worship him. So something for which we are grateful to God and just scribble that down. And what we're going to, uh, what we're going to do is, uh, as we come up to communion later on, just encourage you to bring the post-it note with you, and as you pass the whiteboard there, just to place that note of thanksgiving on the board. 
as we come to receive the bread and wine, which reminds us of our ultimate cause for praise and thanksgiving. And then after the service, we'll move the whiteboard over to the reception area so that people can see some of the things for which we have given thanks to God this morning. Just give you a few more moments to scribble. Just a reminder of those first few verses of the psalm. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. Lord God, we have so much to give you thanks for. Help us to be a a grateful people in our words, our actions, our attitudes, the way in which we engage with your world and your people. In Jesus' name, amen.